Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step by their third year, Skip, you've heard a lot of people say this, by their third year. As a Hemi for arm. Stepping up middle of the field. First down and more. Josh Allen weaving to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Allen, end zone shot. Got a man. Caught for the touchdown. He's a real threat. Down in the red zone, wherever. What's going on, everybody? It is the host of the All Day Buffalo podcast, Eli Fox. I am here today to talk some Buffalo Bills football. I'm excited. It's been a fast week coming off of a victory Monday after a nice shutout victory down in the 305. We beat the Dolphins 35-0. I will talk about all this later, though. Before we get it started, make sure to check out the stupendous set of content creators in the built-in buffalo podcast network and on our youtube channel we got live shows most nights of the week and there's a brand new podcast dropping every single day from all of our amazing content creators so please check us out on youtube on the podcast network wherever you find your favorite podcasts so make sure you do that for us i'm going to go over some updates over the past few weeks or not the past few weeks the past week um first update we won uh, we won on Sunday against the Dolphins. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. A couple injury updates for the Bills heading into week three. Just going to go over the notable ones. Gabe Davis practiced in full today. Uh, he was, you know, kind of not really, we didn't really see much of him in Miami because I think he was nursing that injury. So throughout the week, he's been kind of limited on that ankle injury. Uh, but today, Friday, he was in practice, uh, and he was practicing in full. Cornerback Dane Jackson is questionable with a knee injury. Cornerback Levi Wallace is questionable also with a knee injury. And safety Saran Neal did not play today in practice um, for personal reasons. So looking at the injury report, it's long. There is a lot of guys on it, but a lot of them are for vet rest, uh, you know, Tremaine Edmonds is on the injury report for a heat illness. Um, a lot of these are not going to be affecting the game on Sunday. So that's why I went over the ones that might be in effect for Sunday. Uh, we got Gabe Davis, Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace, and Saran Neal to 
look out for on Sunday coming off that injury list. So let's, oh, before I get into my thoughts on the Miami game, I wanted to say that we are one and one now, and that puts us in first place of the AFC East, right where we belong, obviously. And the Bills, with this one and one record, take possession of first place because the Bills have no division losses. As we know, the Patriots lost to Miami in week one, and now the Dolphins have lost to us, and the Jets are 0-2. So that gives the Bills first place outright. All right, so let's get into my thoughts on the Miami game. The Bills rolled through the 305 and absolutely rocked the Dolphins. With a less-than-shiny performance from the passing offense, the Bills' run game and defense strangled the Dolphins. It was a really, really impressive game by most of this Bills team. You know, before we hop into this, let's make it clear that the Bills did win this game 35-0. So there's no reason to be upset about such a dominant shutout. You know, you don't see shutouts too often in the NFL. This is a league of professionals. The offenses in this league are built to score. They're built to score at least three points or seven points, like score once. But the Bills D was impressive enough to not allow the Dolphins to score a single point, not a single point, and the Bills scored 35 points. So you can't be too upset. I know that Josh Allen hasn't looked like the Josh Allen from 2020, still through two weeks. Um, it is not time to panic. I will talk about that as well. But in a win like this, you know, our feature is our passing offense. At least that's what people think. At least that's what people want. So for our running game and our defense, the two things that the Bills might not really be known for right now are taking over and carrying the Bills to a victory. That's a really, really big, really good thing for the future of this team. If the defense can stay good throughout the entire season, throughout December, January, this defense is a Super Bowl defense. It's just got to remain this way for all of the regular season and the playoffs. We can we can slow down great teams with this defense. Matt Milano is playing amazing. Tremaine Edmonds is playing better than he was last season. Gregory Rousseau is shocking everybody. Uh, AJ Epinesa, he's got 15 QB hits or QB pressures in the first two games. Like, are you kidding me? AJ Epinesa is on a mission, so it's been awesome. But as I mentioned, the passing offense continued to not impress. There's still no room for worry, in my opinion. I think that Dable and Allen are trying to get on the same page. I think that Dable's game plan going into the into each week so far hasn't really been the best. I like the way that they're trying to utilize the run game more. Um, I think there is, I think it was much better utilized in the Miami game and the blocking was better, meaning the running game obviously was just going to be better. Um, and, you know, we had that great run by Devin Singletary to highlight that. We had Zach Moss after fumbling. Um, I thought Zach Moss was going to the bench after that, but after he fumbled, he was able to score the ball twice um, on a difficult day for him. He was just coming off of burying a burying a family member. So that was really hard on him. Um, and he went from a funeral to a game the next day. And that you got to really commend that guy for doing that um, and then being so dominant on the field too. We're still seeing nice plays out of Allen. You know, now I'm going to go into talking a little bit about Allen. Uh, we're still seeing nice plays out of Allen. So now that he hasn't just magically... We, sorry, we know that he 
hasn't just magically lost his MVP talent. We also saw the MVP version of Allen in the preseason when he carved up the Packers in little to no time, it seemed like. His accuracy has been a bit off, um, you know, but in one game he was being chased for his life, and that was the Steelers game. Um, he's missed on some deep balls. This is both in the Steelers game and in the Dolphins game. That seemed like routine passes for him. Uh, we know that Josh Allen's got a really strong arm. It seems like he's kind of maybe checking himself a bit um, because on almost all of his deep balls on past Sunday um, against the Dolphins, it seemed like a lot of them didn't have the air underneath them to get to the wide receiver, and they were just kind of balls that were destined to be batted down. So he's missed on a couple deep balls, um, and it's easy to overreact to these first two weeks uh, because, you know, this is a guy that we just paid 40-something million a year uh, to be our franchise quarterback and who is coming off of an MVP caliber season. So we want to see more, obviously. Um, but unless this happens for another two weeks, I won't be worried until then. Uh, if we get to the first quarter of the season, that is week four being over, and Josh Allen still looks the same or he doesn't seem like he is progressing at all, then I will be alarmed a little bit. Um, this time, this type of stuff can take time. Uh, we know that Josh Allen can get on hot runs all of a sudden, uh, so I'm not too worried. I think it's you know it's a matter of time until he heats up, and once he heats up, he's going to be really hard to stop. Once he gets that confidence back in him, um, he's going to be unstoppable just like he was in 2020. So I am not worried about Josh Allen whatsoever. Not yet. Uh, there are some alarming things. There are some things that are a bit concerning, but I am not concerned. Um, so we're going to keep an eye on him. Obviously uh, he's the franchise quarterback, so he's hard to look away from, but I think he is in for kind of a spark at some point in this season, uh, whether it's in this week against Washington football team, or it comes against the chiefs, something, I don't know. It, it's coming. I just have a feeling about it. Maybe that's me, just me being a little bit optimistic too. Um, but he's a professional uh, and he seems to be the type of professional that always wants to get better and demand the best for himself. Um, if there's anyone I'm not worried about, it's Josh Allen. Like I was just saying, he's a professional. He is someone that has always prided himself on overcoming uh, you know, the naysayers and also working extremely hard personally to be the best player that he possibly can for the Bills organization, for his teammates, and for Bills Mafia. So I am not worried. Um, on to my next point from the Miami game. This defense is really freaking good. I talked a little bit about this, but this Bills defense so far has exceeded my expectations tenfold. The pass rush is deadly. AJ Epinesa is playing like a man possessed. Gregory Rousseau looks ready for the NFL. You know, when we he was drafted, everyone was like, all right, project, project, project. He's got the intangibles. He's a big guy. He's lengthy. Um, and that'll be really, you know, all he's got for now. He's got his athleticism, but he's got to get adjusted to the NFL. It seems like he needs no adjustment into the NFL. He had two sacks on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. He looked so awesome. He's looked so awesome through preseason and the beginning of the season. So I'm really excited about him. He is slowly becoming one of my favorite players on this team to watch. Uh, but let's also not forget about the impact that Star had in Miami. There were multiple plays where two to three linemen were checking Star. He is an integral part of this D-line because he eats just so much space up. And he, he frees up all these running, uh, running lanes for guys like Ed Oliver, Groot, 
Epinesa, uh, Jerry Hughes, all these guys, you know, they reap the benefits from having star on the field because he's so big because he's so strong and he could take up multiple linemen on a single play. Levi Wallace had a resurgent game. Uh, he had a couple pass deflections and a pick, and I'll take that every day of the week from a CB2. Dane Jackson also played well when he was needed. Uh, Dane has a future in this league. I don't know where, but he has a future. I just, I just think it's a matter of time. You know, it's not a, it's not a, a matter of if, but it's of, of when uh, th- this guy gets his, his CB2 chance. I think that he's a, you know, at his ceiling, he's a CB2 on a team. Uh, maybe on a bad team, he could be a CB1, but I really think that he's got a future. I think it's a matter of time. Like I said, until the rest of the league notices and coaches and recruiters are going to end up, you know, kind of gunning for D- Dane Jackson. And I don't, I think that'll happen sooner rather than later. Uh, if he doesn't, you know, for some reason, take the CB2 job from Levi Wallace, which I don't think is going to happen this season, unless Levi Wallace gets seriously injured, knock on wood, because we don't want that to happen, of course. Uh, but if Dane Jackson gets his, his, his CB2 his, his look at CB2, I think that he could be pretty good um, on this team. And if he doesn't on this team, I think another team should and, and, and would take a chance on him. I'm not saying I don't want Dane Jackson on this team. Obviously, I got very kind words to say about him and his play. But I'm just saying I think somebody's going to notice and somebody's going to scoop him up. Uh, but my overall thoughts on this game is that the Bills are just about back. If this defense can remain on fire and the passing offense can get a little bit better, this team's just as scary as we expected. Um, you know, maybe scary in a little bit of a different way uh, because we didn't really expect this defense to be top three. It's t- it is it is the number two defense in the NFL right now. And I don't think that many people were saying that this Bills defense was going to be top two in the league. Um, but they are. And if they can keep it going, uh, this Bills team can be really, really scary. You know, I also believe it'll be important for the Bills to remain useful on the ground. I think that they were extremely useful on the ground against Miami. Um, they don't have to score four rushing touchdowns or three rushing touchdowns like they did, but you know, having what seems like, I, I feel like this is kind of a thing that's, that's taken for granted when you can have a running game that's guaranteed one or two touchdowns a game. That's a huge difference maker. And I think that this bills running game can be like that. Um, you know, I think it can be useful not only for the bills winning games, but it can also help Allen ease back into his MVP form because it seems like we're going to need to ease him back into it, find the right game plan, um, and then utilize the run to take some pressure off of Allen. So those are my overall thoughts on the Miami game. I was very, very excited, very happy, uh, very impressed, obviously with the defense um, and for other things as well. I think it was just a very, it was, it was just about, as good of a overall game as you could have expected. And whenever you win 35, nothing, like I said earlier, there is nothing to be upset about. Take that 35 point margin and be excited, be excited for the week. And then we got Washington football team coming this week. And that's what I'm going to talk about. Now here's my preview for the football team game. Um, I'm a little upset because I should be in Buffalo for this game, but I had to get COVID. So, um, you know, I've been quarantined the past 10 days today. I'm actually out, but you know, I didn't really want to risk it going to a different state, um, crossing state lines and whatnot. So now I'll be watching on TV, um, 
as I always do. Uh, but this should be a fun game. Uh, the Washington football team, they are no team to sleep on. Taylor Heineke is actually a, a decent quarterback uh, who makes the most out of opportunities when he has them. I think he's a very opportune guy. I think he's just kind of one of those guys, a little bit like Dane Jackson, where, where the opportunity seeks him and they seize those opportunities. Uh, they also have a guy by the name of Scary Terry McLaurin who will 100% be a problem because he always is. It doesn't really seem to matter who's on him. He is just the type of guy that's always open and he can make really insane catches. I think most football fans, if they were watching week one, they remember Terry McLaurin's catch against the chargers when he was like falling back, like wrapping himself up in a pretzel to, to track the ball down, ended up coming down with it with a DB flying straight past him. So he's a guy you got a key on. Um, oh, oh yeah. And they also have Antonio Gibson, who is an elite running back in most people's opinion. So the Bills defense will definitely have their hands full. Um, it's obviously not the best offense in the league, but it's an extremely serviceable offense. And the Bills can't, you know, they, they can't think the Washington football team is a slouch just because they don't have a name, you know. Their defense also, specifically their D-line with Chase Young and Montez Sweat, will be something the Bills have to key on, yet they got to take it out of the game. Uh, it's hard to contain these guys, but if the Bills offense wants any chance, the O-line will have to be better than they were in week one against the Steelers because this game will go a lot like that Steelers game if they don't. Um, I think that's the only thing that I'm really, really, truly worried about with this Washington football team uh, group is, is their pass rush against our O-line. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want to have another, another episode of, of Josh Allen running for his life and looking like crap because he's got Chase Young up in his grill all game. So, you know, we're, we're going to be looking for that O-line to be, to be more like they were against Miami. Um, another, I think key to this game is, is, you know, in the same vein of the offensive line being good. If the offensive line can be good, we need Allen to get hot early. I would prefer if the bills got the ball first, unleash Allen on the first drive, score a tutty and get off the field with some confidence. Uh, that's what this Bills team need. I think I think this team is going to thrive off of first drive touchdowns. You know, the, this Bills team is a very like vibe centric team. You know, like they have to be feeling themselves, and when the, when they start feeling themselves, they have all this confidence and they look really good and they look like they can steamroll any team. But they need to find that confidence first, um, and it all happens coming out of the gates. So the Bills can get hot early if Allen can get hot early. Um, I want to see Allen. You know have one of those those staple MVP four touchdowns, zero pick, 350, 400 yards passing. It's got to be one of those games. We need one of those. I'm excited for one of those. It's going to happen. It's a matter of time. We got to stay patient. Uh, we got to stay patient with our franchise quarterback right now. It's only week two, so we have time. Um, but in the same vein, as you get Allen feeling it early, mix in the run game to keep the pass rushers on their feet, keep them on edge. Uh, you know, you don't want – I don't think you want Josh Allen throwing the ball 50, 55 times this game because it's going to get too predictable in the pass rush. You know, you're giving them too many opportunities to, to chase after the quarterback. Um, I think if you can mix in the run, get Josh Allen like 35 to 40 attempts. I think that's a much better game plan. Um, you're still giving Josh Allen the majority of the, of the, uh, the time with the rock, but you're also mixing in the run game um, a, a healthy amount. I think, you know, 20, 25 rushes. I think that would be, a pretty decent game plan. I'm obviously not Brian Dable or 
an offensive coordinator, so you don't have to listen to me if you don't want to. Uh, but these are just my thoughts. Um, and finally, the defense has to remain dominant. Taking Terry McLaurin out of the game and forcing the Washington football team out of their comfort zone will be key to keeping the score low. I don't really think this will be a high-scoring game uh, with the way that the Bills' defense has been playing um, and how good the defense of, of the Washington football team can be. You know, I think these are two solid defenses right now um, in the league, and I think that it is going to be a little bit of a defensive showdown. Uh, but let's get to my prediction because it kind of, you know, flows right into that. Uh, so prediction time. I predict that the Bills will win this game 24-15. This is going to be a slower game, like I said, with a lot of bit, a lot of defense. It'll be similar to the Steelers game in some ways. But I think the Bills will find their offense late in the second quarter, and they'll ride the wave from there to close out the game. Uh, but that's all I got for you guys. Uh, to all my friends at the game, have fun. Have fun tailgating. Um, but be safe. I'll be extremely jealous of y'all because I'm supposed to be there. Um, and I can't wait to get back to Buffalo. I will definitely make it for a game this year. Um, it's just a matter of when, uh, but I will find my way to Buffalo. Got a lot going on. You know, like I said, I got COVID. I'm also supposed to start a job on Monday uh, that I have not been to yet. So that'll be exciting, but a lot going on. Once I'm a little more settled, I will find my way to Buffalo. I will root on my bills in person because it's been too long since I've been there. But thank you guys so much for listening to the all day Buffalo podcast. This was episode 30. I can't believe I've been doing 30 straight weeks of this. Um, it has been awesome. It has been so fun being able to share what I like to call my knowledge um, of the bills um, and my passion of the bills with you guys. Uh, so thank you guys for joining me every week. Um, I love you all. So with that being said, as always, I like to sign it out with the go bills. See you later guys. The information in here is worth millions. This has been All Day Buffalo with your host, Eli Fox. Every Saturday, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Being chased and throwing. Oh, and it is. Oh, oh God. That's Stephon Diggs, the sliding grab for the touchdown.